Hey everybody, this is an introduction to ION 2020, the first couple episodes I'm going to tag this introduction to, just because when I first started podcasting, I was really new to it, and I didn't understand how sound worked, I didn't really understand the format of podcasting and so forth, so if you'll bear with me on the first 15 to 20 shows or so, I guarantee if you get through those ones, you'll uh, start enjoying a lot of the topics that we cover on this show. I do have a Monday through Friday show, so if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do that as well. You can listen to the newer episodes, but if you're one of those people that starts at episode one and then goes through, just keep that in mind that I was brand new to podcasting at the time, and I'd really appreciate you subscribing to the show, though. I welcome you to listen to another perspective on the 2020 election. I take a libertarian take on these things, and if you like to hear a different take on the 2020 election then definitely this is a place for you, okay? So thank you for joining me, and uh, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you can hear the show tomorrow, the brand new shows that we put out day in and day out, Monday through Friday, okay? Thank you for joining me on the Eye on 2020 podcast. My name is Ray Eaton, and I will be your host as we move toward November of 2020. I plan to do all the research on these presidential candidates so you don't have to. So if you like politics, enjoy because if 2020 is anything like 2016, we are in for a treat. Oh, and did I mention I'm a libertarian through and through, so enjoy. The other day, Elizabeth Warren had gone ahead and announced that she was going to, I guess, get an exploratory committee together to run for president for 2020. And then I guess today she was found that she went to Iowa for the first time, which is the first state that, uh, that any of these candidates will go to to kind of feel things out, see where they're at, see if they can get some support down there or over there, as well as um, probably do some fundraising, try to get some money, things of that nature. So there she is. Uh, she announced to go run for 2020 and um, got that official exploratory committee going. I think what that means is she filed the paperwork to go ahead and you know start putting together some financial need, financial means to run for office for president in 2020, which that's fine. She's the first person, first Democrat to announce that she's going to run. I think there might be one or two other uh, third-party type candidates that might have announced already, but she's the first major political candidate to announce that she's going to run. Obviously, Donald Trump is probably going to run again, but I don't think he's said anything specifically about it yet. Uh, But, you know, it's assumed that he probably will. So let's get into Elizabeth Warren's site because I went, I went to her website, elizabethwarren.com, and first thing when you get there is it says, uh, we will rebuild the middle class. We will save our democracy. And then it gives you a little clicking thing that says, I'm all in. Um, but I'm not all in. I, I never feel like I'm all in on any candidate being a libertarian. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I didn't vote last election as well um in the you know 2008 and no, or 2018 I did not vote um just because it's a midterm and I, I didn't feel like it was that important anyway um but I am a libertarian so that's that's the way it is um so let's look we got elizabethwarren.com that's her website and right off the bat it says I'm all in I'm not going to click on that uh, but I am going to go ahead and click on... Oh, it says, then it says, will you join our fight? 
So I'm going to click on the little icon that says, I'm not sure yet. Actually, I'm not, and here's why. They give you that option as well. Hmm. I wonder if you click on that. So we got the, you scroll a little further down, and it says, meet Elizabeth. And then it says, fighting for America's promise for all of us. Elizabeth grew up on the ragged edge of the middle class in Oklahoma and became a teacher, a law professor, and a U.S. senator because America invested in kids like her. She spent her career taking on powerful interests and fighting to give every kid the same chance to succeed. Uh, so obviously going straight for those, you know, those heart-pulling statements to think about the kids, which that's fine. Don't all politicians do that, right? Um, so that's all you really get out of it. Uh, then you got this little thing that says get the latest news. You can sign up with your email and your zip code. Nothing I'm interested in doing. I think he could shows that you could follow her on Facebook. Um, that's not really prevalent on here though, or maybe it's letting you share it on Facebook. I'm not sure. Um, either way. So then I'm gonna click on the I'm not sure yet, or maybe I'll just click on actually I'm not in and here is a why. Let's see. And then when you click on that, it says, please tell us more. Why aren't you in? Planning to vote for another Democratic candidate planning to vote Republican, still undecided, or voting for a third-party candidate. You click on one of those boxes and it says, can you tell us more and why why you are out? Can you tell us more about why you are out? Okay, so I'm, not, I'm just going to back up from there a couple times, and I'm going to go into the um, back end of this. I'm not sure. I'll click on I'm not sure yet. Let's go ahead and see what it says there. What's holding you back? It says... We care deeply about your thoughts and concerns about how we build a future, not just for some of our kids, but for all of our... Whoa, she's really getting back on that for the kids. So we're going to vote for her for the kids, I guess, is what she's going to be talking about. There was a video that I watched earlier as well, um, and she really got into like a little bit about her history growing up in Oklahoma City, and her father had a heart attack and couldn't work. Then her mom got a minimum wage job over in uh, Oklahoma at Sears and you know a little bit of heart tugging on the heartstrings type things right off the bat she's like the every person that became a senator type thing um that's fine that all politicians have their little you know things that they try to do they try to look like regular old people and stuff um that's pretty normal right so I went into, uh, I watched that video and it then, you know, about two or three minutes into it, it starts talking about how the, uh, or she starts pulling out all these charts and stuff like that. So you got these charts that she starts talking about and you know the typical charts that politicians pull out like, um, you know, the middle class, how, and there's this little graph that shows the pay of the middle class has gone down so much and the cost of living has gone up so much and all that, um, which that's fine. Um, and then she also talks a lot about um, corruption in government, which we all agree that there's plenty of corruption in government. And uh, I think she has been a pretty good fighter on corruption in government, but she does, you know, vote the party line and stuff as a Democrat. I've found that um, through a little bit of research as well. But she has, you know, been all about, you know, trying to take down the banks and the big businesses and all that. Um, stuff that you always hear Democrats talk about. Um, but I did like in the video specifically that she brought it back to 
rich people colluding with government officials to get, you know, lower taxes on themselves and, um, you know, favors from the government and things of that nature. Because as a libertarian, I do believe that, um, you know, government shouldn't be involved involved in giving people favors. So I did like that. That was the, probably the only thing that I, in that video that I liked because the rest of it was that, you know, stupid socialist bullcrap that you hear about, you know, them talking about, you know, we need more government to fix more of these problems. Uh, so if you just trust in a better government and a smarter government and so forth, then you're going to have um, better outcomes, which I, I completely disagree with that. Um, you don't need more government. You need less government um, because where, the, where there's government, there's more power in that government. That when, A government that does more has more power. So then you have more people trying to levy that power against other people. And so the solution definitely is not more government. Um, and that's a lot of what she talks about, which, you know, you hear that in the Democrat message all the time. It's very, very, very typical, right? Um, so if, if you really get into Elizabeth Warren and you get into her website, there's really not a lot on there, though. It doesn't tell about what she believes in. She doesn't tell about any solutions to problems. And she doesn't, I think she's just more right now with this website trying to get people you know, mailing lists, basically. She's trying to get email lists so she could email you on a regular basis um, more about her campaign. That's fine. And then also, um, there's like the donate button. So you got the watch the video and the donate button pretty much is, is what you have here. And then the rest of it is really just trying to get an email address from you. Um, very Fairly typical of most politicians when they set up a website. I remember Rand Paul when I went to his website, same thing. And I, to this day, I still get emails from um, all kinds of Rand Paulish type groups because I guess they sold that list to um, anyone that is close to a libertarian. They'll, I guess they'll sell you a list if you want to get a list of libertarians. Well, here's Rand Paul because he was probably the most libertarian candidate in the last election that was um, of a major party, Republicans or Democrats. Um, okay, you probably remember about maybe six or seven months ago, uh, this is, I'm in January now, so it's January 2019. So it was, uh, you know, uh, maybe June or July, maybe even August of 2018, when Elizabeth Warren, you know, so smartly went and got that DNA test. And I think Donald Trump had called her out on it. He, because she had been mentioned and calling herself a, a Native American. And she kind of like he just kind of made fun of her and said yeah right you're not a native american and then she went out and got a dna test and it came back and there she was you know claiming that she's a native american because she was one one thousand twenty percent or one one thousandth uh percent native american or something like that like it came back to where you know she may have had somebody in the 1600s in her family that was native american um and it was probably through like a third cousin or something. And there she was still claiming to herself that she was a Native American. So Donald Trump kind of threw some, you know, stupid texts out about it. And then all you saw for like a week were these stupid memes, um, actually really funny memes of, you know, a presidential candidate looking picture. And it said, Elizabeth Warren won 2020th and... Uh, what was the other one that I saw? I saw one that says, when you 
or it was like her dressed up as a village person, the one that dressed like a Indian and in her party and saying, when you find out that you're a native American, um, just these absolutely hilarious memes. I thought it was funny. I had to bring that up here because uh, we are talking about Elizabeth Warren. And that was one of those things that, um, was a sideshow for a couple of days. And, uh, I laughed at quite a few of those memes because I think I thought it was absolutely hilarious because you know how Democrats always want to um, sort people out by their by their race or their gender or their um, sexuality, all that stuff, and that, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to try to tr- critic tribal tribal culture, no pun intended, when it comes to Elizabeth Warren. So let's get into who is Elizabeth Warren. Well, you look at the Wikipedia page. Uh, that gives some, a general overview of who she is. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was born in June 22nd, 1949. So she's older. What is that? She'll be um, 70 this year, it looks like. Yeah. Um, so she's right up there with Donald Trump, huh? 1949. Yeah. So my mom. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So 1949, she was born um, as an American politician and an academic serving as the senior United States Senator from Massachusetts. Um, she's held that seat since 2013. I wonder if she won it against that guy. Um, I can't remember what his name was, but he, he would always, he, he came in around 2008 uh, through a special election. I think it was 2009, actually, through a special election. I wonder if she got the seat against him. I, I'm curious. I, I'd like to look that up. Oh, yeah, so she won against Scott Brown. That was the guy back in 2009 that got elected, or 2010 that got elected after um, Kennedy's death. Who was it? Uh, Ed Ed Kennedy, yeah. Ed Kennedy died, um, and then Scott Brown went and got elected in 2009. He was the one, uh, or he was the one that made it. So it was a little bit harder for them to pass Obamacare because they really needed one more, the Republicans needed one more vote, I guess. Um, obviously Obamacare ended up getting through, but so she ran against Scott Brown and ended up winning in the 2000, that 2012 election. And she took that seat in 2013. I remember when Scott Brown ended up going on like Fox news a lot after, uh, he lost to her because he became like a darling to the Republicans. Um, so anyway, back to Elizabeth Warren. Um, she, she was a formerly a law professor and taught at the university of Texas school of law and at University of Pennsylvania Law School. Wow, she must have been really smart if she taught at University of Pennsylvania. That's a great school. And now she's uh, most recently taught at Harvard Law School. So she's quite an academic, um, especially in the in law. So Warren was among the most cited law professors in the field of commercial law before she began her political career. So commercial law, that's why she gets all involved in these, um, you know, in... In the Senate, she's all involved in getting these uh, laws passed against like Wall Street and so forth. Uh, Warren is an active consumer protection advocate whose efforts led to the conception and establishment of the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Wow, that's um, I've heard a lot of negative things about the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, that's for another podcast, not for this one. Um, she was written. A, she has written a number of academic and popular works and is a frequent subject of media interviews regarding the American economy and personal finance. Following the 2008 financial crisis, Warren served as chair of the Congressional Oversight Panel, which was created to oversee the Troubled Asset Relief Program. That's TARP. Um, Okay, blah, blah, blah. So uh, she comes from 
Oklahoma City, and she was born in 1949. She was the fourth child of a middle-class parent. Uh, Warren lived in Norman, until Norman, Oklahoma, until she was 11 years old when the family moved to Oklahoma City. Okay. When she was 12, her father, a salesman at Montgomery Ward, had a heart attack, which led to many medical bills as well as a pay cut because he could not do his previous work. Uh, eventually, their car was repossessed. Okay, so somebody must have got onto Wikipedia and really put this uh, lovely, heart-wrenching little bit on here so that we would all get to read it. Um, so when Elizabeth Warren and her husband moved to Houston, where he was employed by IBM, she enrolled at the University of Houston and graduated in 1970. So she was 21 years old when she graduated, it looked like. Um with a Bachelor of Science degree in Speech Pathology and Audiology for a year. She taught children with disabilities who were enrolled in public school. Her qualifications were based on an emergency certificate because she had not taken the education courses that were required for teaching. But obviously, if she has her Bachelor's degree in Speech Pathology and Audiology, then teaching kids with disabilities, like hearing disabilities and so forth, um, definitely gets her to where she needs to be. In my mind, I don't think you have to have a teaching certificate just to teach. That's stupid. Um, Warren moves to New Jersey with Jim after he received a job transfer. Soon she became pregnant and decided to remain at home to care for her child. Wow, such a um, strong Democrat, and she's going to stay home with the kids. But that's pretty normal in life anyway. That's not to be criticized. Um, that's actually a good thing. After their daughter turned two, Warren enrolled at Rutgers Law School at Rutgers University. Uh, she worked as a summer associate, and then, yeah, okay, this is all boring stuff. In her career, she um, ended up rising up to working at Harvard. She taught for a year at Harvard in 1992. Um, in 1995, Warren left Penn to become a professor of law at Harvard Law School full-time. Um, as of 2011, she was the only tenured law professor at Harvard who had attended a law school at an American public university. So she must be very intelligent overall because she would have got to get a job at Harvard teaching law is absolutely, absolutely um, tough to do. But since she's been in public life in 2013, uh, she was took tarp, oversight of TARP, um, helped to create the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and now she's trying to get elected to be the President of the United States. So there she is. That's a little bit about her in a nutshell. So anytime the government says anything about Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, I get a little bit skeptical. Uh, and that's something that I guess Elizabeth Warren back in 2010 was one of the people that helped write that legislation. Um, so that's something to really get into because when they say Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, um, anytime the government says consumer protection, then there's got to be something a little bit more to that. So I kind of wanted to delve into that for just a minute. Um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau um, is a, it's a agency in the United States responsible for consumer protection in the financial sector. And that's what it says here on Wikipedia about that. Um, Donald Trump has been a little bit of a um, critic of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, supposedly he put somebody in charge of it that doesn't really believe in it. So um, I wonder how much power it has now. I'm not sure. But it was part of the Dodd-Frank uh, legislation that was passed 
back, you know, back in 2010 after the financial crisis that everyone blamed on Wall Street, but there was more um, to be blamed on, you know, the the easy money created by the Fed, which we all, as libertarians, know that, but um, a lot of people still think it's just, oh, Wall Street deregulation is what caused the financial crisis. So, um, but the, you know, the critiques of the financial Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and, you know, the good things about it, I'm not really finding too much on that um, right now. But it's, you know, it's just another government agency, I guess, in, in my opinion, that is just there to put up more red tape as other people are trying to start some new business. Um, I do remember hearing a little bit about it, making it harder for banks to get formed. Um, it protected the the bigger banks, um, gave them more power, and that's never a good thing. So I'm surprised Elizabeth Warren, who is all about you know taking away power from the, the big corporations and all that, um, set up a legislation that had the unintended consequences of you know solidifying the power of the of the big banks right okay so it seems like the major critique of the consumer financial protection bureau is that it doesn't have a lot of oversight it was set up to be a completely independent uh wing of the u.s government uh the person that's in charge of it is in charge for a five-year term and they really don't have a lot of oversight by congress so congress doesn't have a lot of power over them um but it just seems like that's the major critique is that there's not a lot of oversight of this of the regulations and they have the ability to make law that other people have to follow without you know having to go to congress to get the law passed so if you're looking at our system where you a law becomes a law we learned it in what third grade a law becomes a law from you know going from congress to the senate being you know signed into law by the president if the president vetoes it then it goes back to congress and if they could get a super majority then it can get passed and blah 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 right so we all know how a law becomes a law from third grade and when a financial regulatory commission is set up where a law becomes a law just by some person you know that's in charge of the place for five years gets to make that law that's really does have a very little oversight and i guess it's been in the world of, you know, the Constitution, I guess that should be illegal. So, um, and Elizabeth Warren set this thing up, and I guess I mean that. I guess that's her crowning achievement. So, I, and she talks about that within that little that little video that I mentioned earlier that I watched, where she talks about herself being a you know fighter for the middle class because she started the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and all that. That's, well, that's fine, um, but. You know, the more I look into Elizabeth Warren, the more I kind of see that she's just, you know, a, a tried and true Democrat. That's all. You know, just a liberal type person. Um, she has, She's good on some of the issues like, you know, gay rights and things of that nature. Um, I guess all liberals kind of are. I mean, I guess everybody is nowadays, right? It's not really, uh, there's very few people that are, that are saying um, gay people shouldn't be able to eat dinner somewhere or whatever. And uh gay people shouldn't get married and everything so i guess mostly everyone is like that nowadays um the major thing for me is you know keeping more government out of my life and she's definitely a statist and to me that is uh something that 
I wouldn't be able to support. So um, anyway, just to wrap up then, uh, she, you know, she had her little comedy, comedy central act going on back in uh, 2018 with her claiming to be a Native American. That was hilarious. Um, right now she's just starting this little exploratory committee and, you know, to be honest, when you look at her website, there's not a lot on it. It's just her. She's trying to get some donations from people, trying to get email lists. And she went over to Iowa a couple of days ago to or today to explore and go to the Iowa Fair or something or whatever they do, you know, in Iowa, uh, trying to get people to to drum up or trying to drum up votes for herself and, you know, present herself in a way that'll get people to vote for. And uh, this is going to be an exciting election time. You got all the all the uh, Democrats are lining up right now. You don't have Hillary Clinton saying anything about getting in right now. So um, last time when the Democrats were running, it was like Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and then like two other guys that dropped out right after the first debate. Um, and they were just, you know, those were just token runs just because somebody had to run against Hillary Clinton, right? Uh, this time around, I think there's probably, you know, eight, nine, ten Democrats that might be interested in running. Um, I'll go over each one of their profiles with you as we go through this and this you know election cycle. Um, I'll go over Donald Trump's, you know, the good and bad of Donald Trump at some point as well. Um, hit up some of these third-party candidates. That'll be fun. Uh, libertarians, Green Parties, Constitution Party. Maybe I'll even hit up the Socialist Party's uh um, candidate just to you know see what happens. I'll cover some of these um, some of the debates that they have. Democrats are probably going to have tons of debates. Uh, that should be interesting when they all talk about the same stupid stuff of how the government should give you more shit. Um, hey, oops, sorry, I wasn't supposed to curse in these, but that was it. So anyway, yeah. So let's um, let's plan for the next couple of years to get together on a couple you know every week or so. And uh, I will bring you all of the news about these candidates because you don't want to have to do it on your own because that would just drive you crazy. So let me do all the crazy stuff while you just listen to me and I'll try to entertain you the best I can. Have a good day.